Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So Jacob, we've been talking a lot about player conflict and um, just different styles of players. Obviously, we never covered the good kind of player because there's really no... It's a it's like a 30-second thing. There are players that just really show up to the game. They play. They're contributing players. So what would one do? How would one um, curtail maybe a lot of these problems and actually help their players become good functional players? What would be a good idea for that? One of the things I would suggest, which we have on our resources page, and we've talked about a lot, but it's always good to talk about again, is the lexicon. All right. So what is a lexicon? So the lexicon is basically you have an idea for a world and you pitch it to your players and then you have the ability with the lexicon to give them the opportunity to have feedback and input in your world. Right. So if we were to do this really quick, so we could say, uh, going back to our campaign building, campaign um, building blocks and what you need to have it, we could say, okay, as a DM, I'm wanting to do kind of a Jack the Ripper alternate history in a cyberpunk futuristic world. Yes. Oh, so that would be my pitch as a GM. Yes. So then what would the players be? What would they be? How would this work? So then from from the player's perspective, they would probably ask some more questions of, are you thinking more high tech? Are you thinking more lower tech? Are you thinking... And I would say, well, let's just, well, let's just have a lexicon to figure that out. All right. So then what that would look like is... The official lexicon rules for that is you have to like do A through Z, but that doesn't, we normally, normally never did that. We just kept going around the table until everybody was content in terms of what they inputted. But what that could mean for some players is if they wanted to have cybernetics, they could write a thing in terms of the lexicon of, I would like to have cybernetics in these ways. Right. So we would say, so we'd come to you and I'd say, so Jacob, what would you like to see or not see? And you would say, I would like to have some cybernetics. Cool. So cybernetics are an option. Okay. And then I'd go to somebody else and say, so what do you want to see? And they go, well, I'd rather do, I would rather do cyberpunk versus Shadowrun. And by that, I mean, I don't want to have any other races besides humans. Oh, okay. okay. Great. So then somebody else comes and says, well, I, I, I still want magic though. Oh, okay. So you still want magic, which is not really a thing in cyberpunk, right? Mm -hmm. But it is yeah. a thing in Shadowrun. Mm -hmm. So now we have, okay, so now I have a hybrid, I have a, I have a shadow run world where we've stripped out all the races, but humanoids. Yes. Which is not a problem. It's just a different way of playing the game. Okay. And we would keep going around, right? Someone would be like, oh, I don't want to do dragons, even though, because dragons could still be a thing. I don't want to do dragons. Okay, fine. No dragons in our futuristic world. Someone's like, well, you said Jack the Ripper. I don't want it to be overly gory. And then I would say, sorry, time about... You don't want me to describe gory scenes or you don't want to have a lot of gory imagery. Like, what do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. And maybe they're like, well, I'm okay with you just saying that, you know, people were mutilated and killed, but I don't want you to describe how they were mutilated and killed unless it's absolutely pertinent to the story. And even then I want you to keep it to a bare minimum. I don't want you to give me a paragraph and a half on how right. the body was laying and the entrails were strewn yeah. this way. And I don't want to pattern. see crime photos from Jack the Ripper is what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay, that's fine. Cool. We won't do that then. Um, and we would keep going around until when? How long would we, do, would we do this? Everybody gets one thing? You could have it that way if your players were fine with that. How you how we've done it with ours is, is we keep going around until we're content and we can't think of anything else. 
And does everybody have to weigh in equally or can one person have more more than one idea for like, so ideally you'd start with, you know, okay, you have something, he has something, he has something, she has something. But what if like the one person's like, I only had like three things I cared about. I mean, are we done? Does everybody only get three or? D- depends on how you want to rule that. But I would say in terms of helping your players out with defining the world, you keep going until everybody's content with what that is. If that means one of your players has 20 things and the other person only has one. Because yeah, normally, if somebody mentions, I don't want X or I want X done in this way, if your other player had an objection, they probably would have voiced of, I would like to have some of that. And then you could have a discussion of a medium in between. Right. So that's the other thing to remember, too, because somebody could say, oh, good. Um, we're going to have Jack the Ripper in the future. I want crime scene photos, which I would think would be a weird ask, but okay, fine. Someone else would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want that at all. And then at that point, we can have a, a breakout discussion really quick to make sure we all nail down what we're comfortable with. Typically, you don't see that because typically what's asked for isn't that big of a deal. But what you do see is a lot of people jumping on uh, a bandwagon to further an idea where someone's like, I want magic. Someone's like, sure, but I don't, I want cybernetics. So I want cybernetics to count against your ability to do magic. Yeah, no, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what kind of magic do you want? Well, okay. Well, I don't want D and D magic because that doesn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. Right. So what system of magic are we pulling from? And if we're doing like a GURPS, then we might have to have a ruling like, okay, magic's got to come from this book and it can't be in these areas. Have your players help house rule your roles to make sense for the world that you guys are building together. Exactly. So now the cool thing is, so once we're done with that, then the GM in our world has a couple of weeks to kind of figure that out in their brain. And then they, um, you know, it could be three to five weeks typically. And then they'll come back. The other campaign will start to fall away. And we'll do this just so you guys are aware on the podcast. We'll do this. Um, like at the very beginning of a a session when the other GM or if it's the same GM is ready to wind down the current campaign and maybe a month, maybe even two months beforehand. It's just, if there's a new GM, they might turn to that GM and say, Hey, next week, I'd really love to run a lexicon for an idea. I know you're about six weeks out. That'll give me opportunity to plan everything out. If I can do the lexicon next week. And at which point you just tell everybody, Hey, so-and-so wants the GM. We're going to be done with this in about six weeks, maybe seven or eight, depending on how you guys do. Um, What's it going to be on? They give their idea. Everyone can kind of sit and stew with that for a week or so. And then we can come back to the lexicon. And now the GM has the ability to read all that. Now, is the GM set in stone on the things in the lexicon? No. No. So how does that work? One of the things that could be a thing I'm pulling from one of ours is, let's say in that Shadowrun X thing, somebody threw a weird thing of, I don't want there to be sea travel. Okay, yeah, no sea travel. Sure. So from a Jack the Ripper standpoint, it really makes no it really makes no sense in terms of that unless you're thinking, well, why don't why make it Jack the Ripper, but he's going abroad? So if C's locked down for weird reasons and if planes are locked down, how did he get across? Right. So now you could make it so that the C actually is an important thing. You could have a one thing 
that one person added kind of as a throwaway or they actually intended it, but it doesn't really make sense in terms of where you were thinking about going that you could latch on to and make it the main and thing. make it a little bit more interesting. So yeah. instead of just hunting down Jack the Ripper in Seattle, you're hunting Jack the Ripper down across the world right? with lockdown infrastructure because of the cataclysm. If you're using more Shadowrun. Yeah. And what's fun about that is then how did they do that? Who is this person or whatever that's able to do that? Is and, it magic? Is it tech? Is it something else? Right. And if, and if you know, it's not safe to go by sea or air, what are they doing? Mm -hmm. And especially if you've locked out teleport and those sorts of, those sorts of spells in, in there as well, your players may cry foul, but you could say, he's not teleporting or she's not teleporting. I'm telling you right now that I've stuck to the rules for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's the thing. That's part of what you need to figure out. So there's some really cool advantages there. Now, the overall biggest advantage, well, there's two advantages. The two biggest advantages of doing this is one, player buy-in, right out the gate. Your players have helped you build the world you're going to be playing in. They're more invested because of it. Exactly. They've had their say. They've had their opportunity to say what they want, what they don't want. And so they've been heard. By hearing people, 90% of the time just hearing somebody and, and them feeling heard, you've alleviated a lot of fear, anxiety, and malice if there's any of that towards you. So that's one reason to do a lexicon. Second reason to do a lexicon is really a selfish reason as a GM. They've helped you build the world. So, and there's some really cool ideas that have always come out of a lexicon that I had no ideas about and I latched onto and used um, to great advantage. And then there are other ideas that I've just literally forgotten about, not because I invalidated them. They just didn't matter because they weren't in line with my story. Like, okay, so in this Jack the Ripper thing, there's no dragons. Okay, cool. Don't care. That's uh, fine. I didn't plan on dragons. So not having dragons is fine by me. Mm -hmm. I mean, not a big deal. Or the detail they added is you could latch onto it, but there's really no plot really, even yeah. if there's not, a, it's, it's more of there's not enough with the rest of the lexicon that they've created for you to incorporate it. Right. And the concept of a lexicon just at the very highest level is um, kind of like, well, I'm going to date myself. It's like an encyclopedia uh, Britannica, which we had growing up, which I used to read as a kid because I was weird. Um, but, the, it's like that, where it's just like these entries. It's like reading an encyclopedia. So as you read the letter A in the encyclopedia and everything that deals with the letter A, very few of those things necessarily hook to other things in the same category, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not a big deal if you don't cover something. It's really more of a big deal if you violate it and it was somebody's like real adamant wish that you don't violate it. Um, and so, you know, if that someone was like slamming their hand on the table, like there will be no dragons and it's like, okay, this guy's so done with dragons. Uh, <laughs> we will not have dragons. Fine. Um, that's fine. So, you know, I would normally just leave if there was someone really adamant, I would just stay away from it entirely mm -hmm. unless it was like adamant. I have to do it. And even then I would, I would, I would definitely do it, but I wouldn't do it necessarily the way they wanted me to do it. The other thing that the lexicon allows too, which is a little bit different than them helping you shape the world is they, that also gives them the, the ability to voice their opinion of, I would like this to be more mystery than combat, or I would yes. like this to have a lot more combat than usual, or I would like this to be some weird hybrid between it allows them to give them buy-in on how you've been GMing in the last things, not as a slam against you, but as a, Hey, personally, I would like you to do more or less of X. Right. 
And to be fair, um, you might want to have some standardized questions ready to go. Um, and specifically that we would be what you're already thinking for your world. You may want to just say, so magic, no magic. Cause maybe you were thinking about this person being magical. And if they say no magic, it might cause you to rethink or it might cause you to go, okay, remember in a lexicon, this is one his, you're a historian, they're a historian. Everyone around the room is a historian. But historians are not 100% accurate. He could say there's magic and you could say there, there isn't magic. And what we so do is know there is... a median between? What we do know is that magic's not common now. Uh-huh. Because if one person can say it doesn't exist, then we definitely know it's not common. So you couldn't come to America today and say there are no such thing as cars because they're just everywhere. But if you were to say something like, you know, there's no such thing as jetpacks, well, they're not common but it doesn't mean that there aren't jetpacks. There aren't people that don't have a jetpack. It's just that jetpacks are not the primary mode of transportation. And if you were in a part of the country that never saw it, same thing with drones, right? There are no such thing as drones running around. Well, that's true. I haven't seen drones hover over my house. Most of the drones I've oh. seen have been on, on television or somebody else at a different location has brought a or drone. Or even drone five, six years ago. Right. So it's military tech. Right. That's not really known. So... Right. And what if now your character has drones because they're ultra high tech? Mm -hmm. So it's not that drones don't exist or drones are only for the military. It's just that your historian only knows that they exist for the military yep. or they're just not well known. So just remember that you don't have to 100% agree with the players. I would, though, out of respect, if they were like adamantly against or for something, um, but other than that, everything else is kind of taken with a grain of salt. They feel heard. You feel heard. You have a lot more stuff to do um, and incorporate into your world that you never even thought about. And they now are more interested. So this is a long one, but we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.